Blog Talk Radio of Overcoming Life's Obstacles. Uh, we will be broadcasting the first and third Tuesdays of each month and be teaching principles of the overcoming life. Basically, um, I'm still overcoming, but the teachings that God has given me have really come out of the revelation God's given me and teaching me to live an over- overcoming life. And that is what God wants for all of us. You know, if we didn't have anything to overcome, we couldn't be overcomers. And the promises of God are to the overcomer. So I hope you will listen in at the first and third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. And um, anyway, I'm going to, I'll share more about the ministry. At the end of the teaching, um, if you want special prayer, if you'll call 646-595-4784. And don't forget to press 1. I'll be happy to pray for anyone at the end of the program. And um, I have Abiding Life Ministries. They are located in Lindale, Texas. My email address is, and I will say, it's Jerry McGee at sbcglobal.net. And that's G like George, E like uh, Echo, uh, R like uh, Robert, I like Ice Cream, M like Mary, C like Cat. G like George, H like Hotel, E like Echo, and E like Echo again at S like Sam, B like Boy, C like Cat, global.net. And so I want to have a word of prayer before we start. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you. We thank you that you're our king. We thank you for our that you're our God. We thank you for our new president. Father, we ask you to give him wisdom. We thank you that you're protecting him. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Lord, I lift up every uh, person who's listening into this program now or at a later date. Father, I ask you to cover us with the blood of Jesus, cover the sponsor of this program, Dorothy Carruthers, with the blood of Jesus and her family. Father, we ask you to send forth ministering angels to minister to all of us. Father, I pray for your anointing, the anointing that breaks the yoke, I pray, Lord, that I'll speak your word. It will be a life-changing word. I thank you for the download from heaven. Father, I thank you that you said we have what we say, and so I thank you that you will let me be a tree of life, that rivers of living water will come forth from my innermost being, that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, O God. Lord, I just ask in Jesus' name that each person who's listening in that you'll change our lives, change my life and the lives of each person who will be listening to this message. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that you have raised me to sit with you in heavenly places for above principalities and powers. And I take authority and take dominion over every evil spirit. 
Uh, I bind in the name of Jesus. I bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. I bind you in the heavenly places and on this earth. I forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth or in the heavenly places to work divination against uh, us, against anyone who's listening in, against Dorothy, myself, our our families, our concerns uh, in the name of Jesus, against our new president in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I thank you and praise you that you said death and life are in the power Mm -hmm. of the tongue and help me to speak life tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name over each person. In the name of Jesus, I bind and break every uh, word, curse, spell, hex, fix, charm, incantation, divination, assignment, attachment, voodoo magic, black magic, sorcery, uh, exercised against us, against this program. In the name of Jesus, uh, Lord, I pray a special covering of warrior angels over and around all of your children all over this world, over Donald Trump, over Dorothy and myself, every person who's listening in over the saints all over this earth to boomerang back on the enemy, every curse and assignment that's sent against us, not to kill them, hurt them, harm them, but so they'll fear God and turn away from evil. Lord, we lift the inauguration up to you. We lose holy angels to be all over Washington uh, to create an atmosphere that repels evil. In Jesus' name, you said if any two agree upon anything is touching heaven or earth, it shall be done unto them. So, Lord, we just thank you that you're a God that says we can ask you anything in your name and you'll do it. So, Lord, we want you to be glorified in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name. Well, the message the Lord's given me tonight, today, is uh, words have power. Um, Say what you want, not what you see. You know, we are so prone to say what we see, especially if you've been like me. I've always had this thing about uh, speaking truthfully. And so sometimes you think, well, it's not true that this situation, uh, that this situation, it is true. This, this, this situation is a certain way. And so I've had a tendency to speak what I see and not what God's word says. You know, there's a difference between fact and truth. It may be a fact that you have cancer, uh, but God's word says by your stripes, by his stripes, you're healed. It, the fact may be that you um, are in a bad situation, but God's word says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us from them all. So if we say, why should we say what we want and not what we see? Because Jesus said, um, you will, uh, he, he said in Mark 11, um, you'll have what you say if you don't doubt in your heart. And what's in our heart always comes out our mouth. That's what re- we really believe. Is what comes out of our mouth. And so God tells us to take our thoughts captive. He tells us to, um, uh, to guard our words. And if we're always saying the wrong thing, then that's coming out of a heart. And it says in James that you can't tame your tongue, but if you get your heart pure, then your words will be pure, and so will your thoughts. And so uh, always know that there's a difference between fact and truth. Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. His word is the truth. And the, fact, the facts may be uh, negative. It may really look bad, but we need to say what God says, and that's what this message is about. Words are the most powerful, potent human force on the face of the earth. Words of blessing are spiritual forces having the power to bring God's blessing, to bring healing, to bring joy, to bring confidence, to bring victory, to bring peace to bring prosperity. Contrarily, words of death, negative words, 
A word of death is any word that contradicts the word of God. Uh, So uh, words of death are also spiritual forces that have the power to cause failure, poverty, sickness, defeat, uh, death. Uh, Webster's Dictionary defines power as the ability to do or to act uh, or produce. And force is defined in the dictionary as strength, energy, and vigor. So you can say that words have the power to do, to act, to produce um, uh, energy, uh, vigor, and power. And power is needed to, and power is needed to force an action or a non-action. First Timothy six twelve says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession." in the presence of many witnesses. Well, who are the witnesses? Holy angels and demon powers witness everything you say. Jesus is the high priest of your confession. So when you confess negatively, the devil will take your negative words and and work that out in your life. You know, when you bless somebody or when you bless a situation, what you're doing is uh, causing uh, that to be a reality in a person's life. When you speak negatively, what happens is you're causing curses to come upon a person's life and it draws demons into that situation to cause that negative thing to happen. In Hebrews 3 verse 1, it says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of your confession. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Uh, the son of God let us hold fast to our confession you know we have a tendency to cave in by what we see it says let us take hold let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he whose promise is faithful in Genesis Genesis 1 it says that that God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh and he spoke the world into existence Well, if Jesus Christ lives in us and he is the word of God, when we speak his word, we are speaking life into our situation. Uh, With our words, we speak things into existence. Uh, There's power in our words, whether they're negative or positive, good or bad. Words, the words we speak can be constructive or destructive. The words we, we speak can make a person sick or make a person well or heal a person. Proverbs 10:14 says, "But the mouth of the foolish, but with the mouth of the foolish, the ruin is at hand. Uh, the words we speak can build up or tear down. Proverbs 11:9 says, "With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Uh, the words we speak can hate or love. If love is patient, hate is impatient. If love is kind, hate is unkind. If love is not jealous, hate is jealous. If love does not take into account a wrong suffered, hate takes into account a wrong suffered. If love forgives, hate is unforgiving. Uh, the scripture says love never fails. goes on to say the, there, then there's faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And so we can hate with our mouths or we can love with our mouths. Uh, the words we speak can make us a person sick. Or make a person well. Proverbs 16, verse 24 says, Kind words are like honey, enjoyable and healthful. 
Proverbs 12:18 says, There's one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Don't you want your tongue to be one that brings healing to people's lives? I do. Proverbs 15:4, A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. You know, we can wound people with words, or we can bring about an encouragement to people's lives by speaking positive over them. You know, I love to watch little kids. I like to speak blessings over little children. You can just watch them. Um, They can just be, you know, happily playing. But when you start saying, you are so responsible, you are so dependable, you are so smart, Um, you just do this, you do that, and speak positive over that child, It's, it's almost like they perk up. You know, kind words or good words are like speaking. It's like flowers and fertilizer to, to to plants. And so God wants us to speak positively over little children. I was in a line once, and I said, "Oh, you're uh, there's a." It was like a um, as at a restaurant, and was getting ready to do, to give an order. And there was a man behind me with a little boy, and I said, "Oh, your little boy is so cute." He said, "Yeah, but he's a little little devil." You see, that little kid hears that word, and that's planning things in his life that's going to produce negative fruit. So we need to speak positively over our children. You know, I made so many mistakes with my own children. I spoke positive over my oldest son, but negative over my youngest son. And uh, my youngest son would tell me lies, and I would, I, out of ignorance, I'd say, that kid is the biggest liar I've ever seen. Well, you know, he was. His whole life he lied because I spoke death over him. I planted that in his spiritual life, and it produced negative fruit. God wants us to speak his word over people's lives. That son died of AIDS in 1989, and um, I learned through the negative things, through repentance and what God has shown me, um, I learned about words, and I'm still being taught about words. But when I had grandchildren, I can say I have three grandchildren, and a one great-grandson, and I can honestly tell you I've never spoken negative words over my grandchildren, and my grandchildren were all honor students. They all kept themselves. They all uh, lived godly lives, and I see the fruit of those good words. You know, God wants us to love people, cover them with love. When we uncover people with words, we open, up, open them up to demonic spirits. Our words can bind or loose. We have authority to do that. You know, Jesus said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. A blessing is kind of like uh, the eulogy that you speak over somebody that died at a funeral. You speak the words uh, words about their life. Um, also, the, the word blessing comes from God, and blessing literally means uh, to kneel. It's really a picture of giving a gift. It's a picture of a fiancé who gets down on on one knee to propose to his uh, prospective bride. It means to kneel, to give a gift, um, and it also denotes serving. Blessing by nature is to give a gift. And so when I bless you, I'm really giving you a gift. Blessings come from God. You know, from the beginning, God has been giving. In Numbers 6, he told the children of Israel, He commanded Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless with a special blessing. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee 
the Lord lift up his countenance toward thee and give thee peace. Um, And he said, you know, use my name and I'll bless. And so God wants us to bless people. You know, in Numbers 22, verse 6, King Balak was an evil king. And he wanted, he found Balaam to, he wanted Balaam to curse the children of Israel Mm -hmm. because he said that uh, Israel was too strong for him. And he uh, wanted Balaam to curse Israel. Of course, God didn't let Balaam curse Israel. But um, Balaam, uh, Balak was a wicked king. And uh, he said to to Balaam, um, I'm sorry, Balak was an evil king. And he said to Balaam, I, um, with your curse, I shall prevail. I know that he who you bless is blessed, and he who you curse is cursed. You know, this heathen king uh, had more wisdom than many of us Christians have today. He knew the power of, of negative words. And so blessing, again, means a gift. In Matthew five forty four through it says, But I say to you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, do good to those who uh, who do evil to you, that you may be children of your Father. And so by speaking blessings, we inherit a blessing. Uh, In the New Living Translation, it says, do not play evil with evil. Um, God uses our blessing to transform us and to transform others. And curses come from the devil. Um, Elijah at Mount Carmel, you know, he basically, when he was in a cave, he began interceding against the people of God. And to paraphrase, Elijah said, God, I'm tired of these people, and I'm the only one who's trying to do good. And, of course, God reminded him of how many other that were doing good. And the next thing that happened, there was... uh, a tornado, an earthquake, a fire, and then a still small voice that spoke to Elijah. And it says, basically paraphrasing, it's time that you wrap things up and choose your successor. You know, by him interceding against the people of God, God removed his anointing. Uh, he said, God said, you've done good, but anytime uh, your heart is not interceding for, for others, you're, you're interceding against them. So we have a choice. We have a choice to bless and to intercede for others or to intercede against. You know, Moses interceded for the children of Israel. God was going to kill them. And and Moses said, oh, no, God, you can't, because if you do, then your enemies will believe that you don't take care of your children. And so he interceded for the children of Israel. And so whenever we bless people, we bless by faith and not by what we see. You know, Abraham called things that were not as if they were. And uh, the scripture says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So by faith, we bless. We, it, it takes faith to say what God says instead of what you see. Um And so we're to walk by faith. We cannot go by what we see. We have to speak by faith. You know, when Jesus spoke to the disciples, uh, he said to them, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. And, of course, none of them were that when he said that. He even said, you're a city on a hill. And so uh, 
none of them were salt and light then. And then when he, uh, of Peter, Jesus called Peter a rock before he was. Uh, he was the kind of guy that had his foot in his mouth all the time. And God called him a rock, a solid rock guy. And that's what Peter became. When we declare blessings, we must not go by what we see. We have to remember that there's a difference between the facts, which might mean I'm sick or I have this problem or that problem, but the truth of God's word is that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers me from them all. Um, And so blessings are self-fulfilling. Prophecies, curses are also self-fulfilling. And so if the word of God is seed, then words are seeds. So blessings or cursings are seeds. And what we plant in our spiritual garden and in the spiritual garden of others will grow. And here's some of the facts about blessings. Uh, Blessings are a supernatural power that is being released. Uh, You could say the same for the curses. Uh, Blessing becomes thing that we must train ourselves to do. You know, I've been trying to train myself to do this, and I'm better than I used to be for sure, but I still haven't arrived. But it's something we have to train ourselves to do. You know, if negative stuff's always coming out of our mouth, we need to say, okay, Lord, where's that coming from? Deal with it, repent, get your heart pure, then the words will be pure. Blessings are not silent or quiet prayers. Uh, I bless by faith. To bless is to say what God says about a situation rather than what I see. When we bless, we are standing on mm-hmm. earth as the intercessors declaring on earth but like it is in heaven. We bless by using scripture. We say what God says about a, a particular situation or a particular person. And Jesus, as Jesus spoke to his disciples, you're, you're, the salt, you're salt and light. And they were not salt and light when he said that. Kind of a bunch of... Uh, Uh, kind of a motley crew. And so when God has our mouth, he has our whole body. James says, James 3 says, if we can control our mouth or control our tongue, we can control our whole body. And, of course, that's our physical body, uh, the body of Christ. Uh, And so um, when we bless, we are... Also, we're prophetically speaking over our life or the life of others or over a situation. And blessing is more than saying, God bless you. Blessing is not flattering. The Bible says if we flatter others, what we're doing is laying a net for their feet. But to bless someone is to say scripture over that person. Through blessing, we can change our environment and heal and repair our lives and the lives of others and free people Mm -hmm. from the prisons they've been put in. You know, when you speak a curse over someone, you really put them in a prison concerning you and concerning others. When we bless, we inherit the same blessing to the extent we bless. Invoking a blessing will cause a curse. You know, um, Abraham said that that God said, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. So as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, We cannot be cursing other people. There are consequences in the Old and New Testament to cursing. Hebrews 2.2 
says in the New Living Translation, for the message God delivered through the angels has always stood firm and in every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. And so there are consequences for our sin. With our tongue, we have the power to speak life or death. With our tongue, we are either blessing or cursing, and there's no neutral ground. Your words can, can set you and other people free, and they can ensnare you. Proverbs 18, verse 7 says, A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs 12, 6 says, The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. Proverbs 6, 2, If you've been snared with the words of your mouth, have been caught with the words of your mouth. It tells you, it goes on to say, go opportune your neighbor. No, in other words, go get it right. Proverbs 10, verse 20 says, the tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. 31 says, the mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom, but the perverted tongue will be cut out. Proverbs, and you know, mm-hmm. that can be a root to tongue, cancer of the tongue. God have mercy on us. You know, the scripture says, in Matthew chapter 12, that by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. It goes on to say that every, every, um, every idle word that men will speak, they'll have to give an account of on the day of judgment. Now, that's a sobering thought because I've spoke a lot of negative words, and I'm sure you have too if the truth were known. Uh, Proverbs 13 verse 3 says, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 14.3 says, um, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Uh, once I got a crick in my back years ago, and um, and people prayed for me, and this little voice said, You're not healed. And so I thinking, well, the crick would work out, and it didn't. So one Sunday before I was to preach, I pulled up on my computer all the words that had to do with um, uh, back. And uh, when I got to this one, I saw the, the root to my problem. It says, in the mouth of the foolish is the rod for his back. And so that was what was wrong with my back. I had a spiritual rod in my back, which was a, a judgment because of my words. And so... When I was dressing that morning, after I repented over 300 scriptures on back, the, the, I heard a voice that says, you're healed. Well, I still had a crick in my back, but God gave me the faith just because um, that I had repented, and I was totally healed by the time I got to church. You know, the scripture says, that, uh, this is the thing in First John 3.21 says, if your conscience is clear, you have confidence before God. That not only means faith and trust in God, but it means freedom of speech. So when I had totally repented, um, I had the faith to believe that I was healed, even though I wasn't. But, the, but the, by the time I got to church, I was already healed. And so that can be one of the roots to back problems. Proverbs 15:2 says, The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. Proverbs 15:28 says, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. In other words, he thinks before he speaks. But the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Proverbs 16:23 says, the heart of the wise 
teaches his mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips. In other words, he thinks before he speaks, but he thinks to say the right words. Proverbs 31, verse 8 says, Open your mouth for the dumb, for the, for the rights of the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. Proverbs 31, speaking of the, the godly woman, 31 woman, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. You know, I, I, I've had in my lifetime, in earlier years, I've had a vicious mouth. I thank God that he's delivered me from that. And I, I think the thing that grieves me the most about being around married couples is to listen to how they talk to one another. I just cannot stand it. I guess because I didn't do it right and I've repented, it grieves my heart and it must grieve God's heart even more. It's no wonder that husbands and wives never change is because we speak negatively of them to them criticize them tear them down and god does not want that that is so displeasing to god james 3 verse 2 says for we all stumble in many ways if anyone does not stumble in what he says he's a perfect man able to bridle the whole body as well and the tongue is a fire the very world of iniquity The tongue is set among members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life. And the course of our life is set on fire by hell. No one can tame the tongue. And, of course, we can't tame it, but we can get our heart pure because when your heart is purified in that area, your tongue will be pure. So when you're always speaking negatively, ask the Lord to show you where that came in. And confess your sin and get it right. God said, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. It says, with the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who've been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be this way. You know, if you don't like the course your life's been taking, we need to change the rudder, which is the tongue. You know, in James 3, it's likening the tongue to, the, to a rudder on the ship, and the rudder directs the ship. And if we don't like the way our ship's going, we need to change the rudder to start speaking what, saying what God says. Galatians 6, verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Hosea 10 tells us to sow with a view to righteousness, so that we can reap in accordance with kindness. In other words, he's telling us to speak the seeds of God's word. God's word's a seed. He's telling us to speak the seed of God's word over spiritual gardens. Not only our life is a spiritual garden, our heart, but the hearts of those we love, the hearts of other people are spiritual gardens. So we need to speak what God's word says so that whatever we speak will grow. If you plant seeds, you're going to get the fruit of whatever kind of seed you plant. And so if you speak negatively over the people you love, you are speaking words contrary to God's words, and you're planting thorns and thistles in their spiritual garden. When you speak God's word over somebody, it's going to produce a good crop of 30, 60, and 100 fold. You know, when you sow something, you don't see immediate results. Uh, It takes time for that seed to come up. And so whatever you sow, you're going to get more later and the same thing. And uh, had I known this when my son, my youngest son was little, 
I wouldn't have spoke curses over him. I remember when he was two weeks old, my aunt said he's just too pretty to be a little boy. And when I was bathing him, I spoke a curse over him. I said, well, you'll just have to be my little girl. And he told me just before he died, Mom, I've always felt like I was a girl. You see, I planted that in his life. So let me just speak to you parents who have children and have grown children, little children. Say God, say what God's word says over those children. You know, instead of calling my son of the biggest liar that ever was, I should have said, son, you told a lie. You're going to be disciplined. You're going to be spanked. But in the name of Jesus, you will not be a liar. You see, there's a way to say things. A righteous man ponders before he answers. But in my ignorance, I had to look back and see hindsight, had to take accountability for the many things that I've done and said over the years. And I'm still trying to train myself to speak positively, to be an encourager of people. You know, everybody needs encouragement. You know, I see husbands absolutely and wives beat down because their husbands or wives beat them down, tear them down, instead of build them up and affirm them. Um, it's sad. It's no wonder that marriages are the the, the mess, uh, in the mess they are. Um, it wouldn't it be silly for a farmer to plant tomatoes if he wanted corn? Uh, it, so it's silly for us to plant negative stuff, thorns and thistles, when we really want to see good fruit in a person's life. So we need to start building that person up in the most holy faith. Not flattering him, but speaking God's word to him and her. Ephesians 4.26 says, don't give the devil a foothold, which means don't give him access into your life. John 10.10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And so uh, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. and, and, And what is his means to do so? One of the ways he does it is by, by uh, stealing the word of God right out of our hearts and causing us to plant the wrong kind of things so he can be the victor. In the parable of the sower in Luke 8, Matthew 13, Mark 4, a far, it says the farmer goes out to sow, or it says the sower goes out to sow, and he's sowing seeds uh, in, on, in the ground. And the seed is the word of God. And so, uh, and so also words are seeds. And so whatever you're planning is what, what's going to come up in a life. And if you want your children and your family to change, you need to reverse the what you're speaking. Start speaking what God says over them. You know, if you have children that are wayward, start speaking. The children of the righteous are blessed. The children of the righteous will be delivered. The loving kindness of the Lord goes to the thousandth generation of those who keep covenant with him and remember his precepts to do them. And so what you speak is going to grow, either life or death, blessings or curses. And you can choose what your harvest will be um, down the road. You can choose what you want your harvest to be down the road. It's not going to happen overnight because the seed doesn't come up overnight. But keep on planting positive things in a life, and you'll see good fruit. When my grandson was four, uh, I would call and he would answer the phone and I'd say, is this my godly, adorable, obedient, responsible, dependable, uh, loves God preacher man? And he'd say, uh-huh. <laughs> and can I tell you today, he's that godly man. He's surrendered to preach. He's going to be a minister of the gospel and he's an awesome 
man of prayer. Matthew 28, it says, All authority has been given to us in the name of Jesus, and we can use it. So according to the word of God, we have authority to use the name of Jesus. Uh, The scripture says the name of Jesus is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, those in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so we have the power uh, over the devil, uh, and we don't have to give him a foothold in our lives and the lives of those we love. And so if we've done that, which I believe most of us have, we need to ask God to forgive us. We need to tell the other person to forgive us. And, you know, a lot of the negative that comes out of a person's mouth toward their mate has to do with unresolved childhood issues. You know, if a child grows up being hated and not being loved and rejected, uh, then he has an expectation that he won't be loved, he'll be rejected. Um, And so what we do is when people get married, they'll marry someone that's better, best able to fulfill their reaping process. And with that expectation, they have a bitter judgment. And so they'll, what they do through that expectation, when they draw that person to be, to do that bad thing that fulfills their picture of how life goes. You know, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go and he won't depart from it. Train him up in the way he should not go until he gets delivered and takes accountability for it. Uh, his life will go in a negative way. And, of course, thank God that that default can be broken. But how a child is trained up is what sets the default of his life. And he may swear he'll never marry one like his mother and dad, and because he made a judgment on his mother and dad, life doesn't go well. You know, it says in Deuteronomy, honor your father and mother that all may be well with you and your days will be long upon the earth. And so wherever your life's not going well comes in through dishonoring your mother and father. And so we get married, and, and so life's not going well because we dishonored our mother and father. And that maid is just mirroring what we haven't forgiven our mother and father for. You know, years ago, I used to be so upset with my husband because I'd want to go to a marriage, a, a, a marriage retreat knowing that our marriage was a mess. And my husband would say, I already know more than I can do now. And see, the way to heal a marriage is to deal with your mother-daddy issues because your judgments on your parents is causing you to reap that very same thing. And if you got it, went out and got a divorce, right now you'd marry another person just like the one you just left, only it'd be worse. To learn to overcome. Uh, so when words have been spoken over our life, we're, we're planting seeds of good and evil over our lives and the lives of others. And most of us, uh, have had words of death spoken over us, uh, and, and and we spoke words of death over ourselves. If I had a nickel for every time I said I was fat, uh, I'd be rich. And some examples of the words that are spoken over us, and as you're listening, if you've had any of these spoken over you, forgive your parents and break the power of the curse. Uh, you can't do anything right. Uh, you're too slow. You're too fat. Everything you eat turns to fat. Um uh, you're lazy, you're good for nothing, uh, you'll never be a success, no one will ever love you, everything you eat turns to fat, you're a loser, you're ugly, you're too tall, you're too short, you're a liar, um, you're just like your daddy, you're just like your mother, uh, you're going to break your neck, you're going to kill yourself, um, you're going to catch cold, you're going to get sick, um, you can't see, you're blind as a bat. 
I used to hear my poor mother say, I'm blind as a bat, and I judged her for that. So, Lord, I forgive her. I just thought that I needed to forgive her for that. Forgive me for judging her, Lord. And so we own our sickness. We own our arthritis. We own our diabetes. We say, my heart problem, my diabetes, uh, my rheumatism, my arthritis, my heart trouble. I always do this. I always do that. This always happens to me. You always do this. You always do that. I'm tired. I can't. Uh, I'm just hanging on by a thread. Uh, my diabetes, my eye problem, this drives me crazy. Uh, I can't walk. I can't talk. Uh, I'm crippled up. They're addicted. I'm addicted. They're lazy. Can't keep a job. Uh, broke. Uh, sleep around. They're perverted. They're gay. I don't know where they ever got the word gay for a homosexual lifestyle. It's the most pathetic lifestyle, as is any sin. And if you're listening in and you've got uh, that problem, I'm not judging you. I'm telling you, uh, homosexuality is no no greater sin than adultery and fornication. A big percentage of church members think think nothing of shacking up. It's a sin, all of it. The Bible says if I'm a reviler and a slanderer and a glutton, I'm sinning. And so we don't put um, sins in categories that one's better than the other. It's all abomination to God. So I'm just saying what God says. Um, uh, How about a parent that says no one will ever want you, it's always your fault. And you could probably name a jillion others. And so be thinking about anything that's been spoken over you because we want to break the power of those words. So when these kinds of words are spoken over ourselves and over others, we curse ourselves. We declare with our own mouths and put curses in our lives and in the lives of others. In the parable of the sower, we plant thorns and thistles in people's lives by the words we speak over them. Plant will grow. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit of it. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb. Words of blessings are like a honeycomb. Words can actually produce sickness, death, defeat, failure in our lives and the lives of others. 1 Peter 3, 9 in the New Living Translation says, Don't repay evil for evil. Don't return insult for insult. Pay them back with a blessing, and he will bless you for it. So you get to be the prophet of your own future, your own destiny, and the destiny of the lives of your children. Uh, you know, when the spies went in, that Moses sent the 12 spies in to, to, to uh, view the land, and they came back and they said, you know, there's giants, and the Nephilim are giants, and, the, um, and they said we can't, and they settled their own destiny by the words they spoke. And then it goes on to say that uh, Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit, and they were the honest ones that entered the promised land besides a few of the younger ones. So anybody can say what they see, but it takes a child of God walking in faith to say what God's word says. And so we have to speak what we want for ourselves and others. We need to say words like, he who began a good work in you will perform it into the day of the Lord Jesus. Uh, You're more than a conqueror through him that loved you. 
all things are working together for your good because you love God and, and you're fitting into his plan. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're God's workmanship, fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, you will change from glory to glory and strength to strength. Through God you shall do valiantly, for it is he who treads down your foes. Um, you're a child of the righteous, and you will be blessed. Uh, you will continue in God's word, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You always triumph in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that accuses me in judgment I condemn. And Jesus is the high priest of our confession. This is our heritage. Blessings come on me and overtake me. That's another good thing to say. They run me down. I have the mind of Christ. So when we start speaking things by faith, we can turn things around. Blessed with authority. Blessed by using the scripture. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, God says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far from anything you can ever imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and the snow come down from the heavens, and they stay on the ground and water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer, and seed for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish what I want it to and will prosper everywhere I send it. So blessings are self-fulfilling. Curses are self-fulfilling. Through speaking blessings, you speak life and change into your circumstances in in, in the lives of others. Romans twelve fourteen says, Bless those that persecute you and do not curse. But I say to you in Luke let's see, Luke uh, Luke um, six twenty seven, but I say to you, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Given it will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and pour into your lap. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Psalms 109 says, if we love cursing, cursing comes to us and goes down in our body like water and oil in our bones. There's bitterness. Ecclesiastes 10:20 says, furthermore, in your bedchamber, do not curse a king. And in your sleeping chambers, do not curse a rich man. For a bird of heavens will carry the sound, and a winged creature will make it known. And, you know, I can, you could also this apply, you know, how maybe parents are talking in their bedroom about their own children and all the negative things about their children. Well, the demons take it and carry it and work it against that child. Revelation 12, uh, 8, uh, sorry, 12, 11 says, we overcome by the word of God, by the blood of Jesus, and the word of our testimony, and we're all, we've all heard that scripture, we overcome by the blood of Jesus, the word of our testimony. But we miss this last part, and we love not our lives even to death. You know, Jesus said, if you hold on to your life, you lose it. Lose it. You give up your life for his sake, you find it. 
And I'm just going to, those of you who are listening in, I hope you've been repenting. I'm going to lead you in a word of prayer and do deliverance. And then if anybody wants prayer, you can call in. I'll be happy to pray for you. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, pray with me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, and I ask you to forgive me that I have just spewed off, spewed out negative words, negativity over my life, over the lives of my family, those I love, and other people. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you, Lord, to remind me when things come out of my mouth that doesn't line up with your word. I ask you to teach me, Lord, train me to begin to speak positive. Train me, Lord, to begin to uh, listen to what I say and take accountability for the negative things that have come out of my mouth. And, Lord, I pray you tell me immediately where they came from so that I can confess my sins. And I thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to be a person that brings change, good change, by speaking positive words. In the name of Jesus, forgive me for not having a wise tongue. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus uh, to, um, I forgive uh, my my mother and father for all the negative things they've spoken over me over my lifetime. Lord, I break the power. I nullify make void every word of death, every word of iniquity, every curse and assignment that's been spoken over me by other people. Lord, I forgive my parents for speaking failure, poverty, sickness, and death over me. Forgive me, Lord, uh, for speaking those words. Forgive me for not fighting the good fight of faith and holding fast to the eternal life which I've been called. Forgive me for not making good confessions in the presence of many. Lord, forgive me in the name of Jesus to not consider you the high priest of my confession. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you to forgive me for not holding fast to a good confession. God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for wavering. God, forgive me for um, speaking words of death. Forgive me for being foolish and ruining other people with my mouth. Forgive me for ruining myself. God, forgive me for destroying my neighbor, my children, my husband, my wife with my words. Forgive me for not walking in love. Forgive me for not having kind words that are a honeycomb, enjoyable and helpful. Lord, forgive me for speaking rashly like the thrust of a sword. sword. Forgive me for not having a wise tongue that brings healing. Forgive me for not having a soothing tongue that's a tree of life. Forgive me for perversion in my tongue that has crushed my spirit, other people's spirit. Lord, I bind and break the power and loose me and my children and my family from every negative word that I've spoken. In the name of Jesus, I cancel them all in Jesus' name. And, Lord, remind me to go and ask their forgiveness and let there really be the gift of repentance to come forth, Lord. Father, I ask it in the name of Jesus. Thank you that your word is higher than our word. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Lord, thank you that Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Father, forgive me for uh, cursing instead of blessing. God, forgive me for... um, not loving my enemies. Forgive me for not praying for those who persecute me. Um, Forgive me for interceding against your children instead of for your children. 
Lord, I break the power of the curses that have been spoken over me by my family in the name of Jesus. I forgive them for saying that I'll never amount to anything, that, I, that I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I can't learn. Um, God, um, forgive me for speaking death. Forgive me for being a fool. Forgive me that my lips have been uh, my ruin. Forgive me for not guarding my mouth. Forgive me that my mouth has not flown with, flowed with wisdom. Forgive me for my tongue has not been choice silver. Lord, I've been snared by the words of my mouth, and right now, Lord, I want to repent. Forgive me for having a foolish mouth that's been a rod for my back. Forgive me for not being wise to make knowledge acceptable. Forgive me for not pondering how to answer. Forgive me for just blasting out wicked things. Forgive me that I haven't been wise to teach my mouth what to say. Forgive me for per, uh, for perversion in my mouth, perverseness. Forgive me for not defending the rights of the of the poor and those that, the needy. Forgive me for not opening my mouth in wisdom. Lord, I haven't liked the way my my life has gone because I've had the wrong kind of rudder. Would you please bring correction and straighten out everything in my life that's crooked? Father, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. God, forgive me for um, mocking you. Forgive me for not sowing with a view to righteousness so that I can reap in accordance with kindness. Forgive me for giving the devil a foothold in my life. God, forgive me for planting the wrong seeds in the lives of my children and in my own life and lives of my, those that I love, my husband, my wife. God, I, in Jesus' name, I want to speak the word of God. I want to speak Jesus into to existence because, Jesus, you are the word. I break curses. I can't do anything right. You're good for nothing. You'll never be a success. I break, uh, I break the power of the words that everything I eat turns to fat. You're a loser. You're ugly. You're too tall. You're too short. Your hair is the wrong color. Um, you're just like your mother, just like your father, just like your grandparents. I break it. I break the power of those words. Uh, I break the power of um, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to break your neck. I break the power of those words uh, that you're going to get sick. You're going to get cancer. You're going to die. You can't see. You're blind as a bat. I break those curses in Jesus' name. I break the curses that I always do this or always do that. In the name of Jesus, I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Um, I break the power of the words that you always do this, you always do that, you're tired, I can't. My diabetes, my heart problem, my cancer, this drives me crazy. I'm hanging on by a thread. I can't walk, I can't talk. <clears throat> I'm addicted, they're addicted. I'm lazy, can't keep a job, sleep around, perverted, gay. Uh, no one will ever want me. In the name of Jesus, I forgive every person that has spoken that over me. Forgive me for saying that about myself. Forgive me for saying that over my children, my husband, my family. I break the power of those words in Jesus' name. I pull down, uproot, and pluck out these words in Jesus' name. Lord, I plant and I rebuild by speaking the word of God in the name of Jesus, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Uh, 
in the name of Jesus, that I can run upon a troop and by my God I can leap over a wall. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things are working together for my good because I love the Lord and fitting into his plans. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am his workmanship, fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, he will change me from strength to strength, glory to glory. Through God I shall do valiantly for his he will tread down my foes. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that accuses me in judgment is condemned. I will continue in God's word, and I will know the truth, and the truth will set me free. I always triumph in Jesus' name, um, in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive me for confusing. Forgive me for thinking that what's going on is the fact instead of knowing that your word is the truth. Thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Thank you that I have authority over all the power of the enemy. And, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that I overcome by the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony. And I love not all my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I choose to bless those who persecute me and curse not so that you'll have blessings come back on me. Lord, I want to give good so that it will come to me. Uh, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. You'll pour into my lap. Forgive me for loving cursing. It's gone down in my body like water and oil in my bones. Forgive me for cursing a king, a ruler, my own children in my bedchambers. And that, Lord, I ask you to, to um, I bind those winged creatures in the name of Jesus that has made matters known. And, Lord, from this day forward, I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that I will overcome by the blood of Jesus the word of my testimony, and I'll love not my life from this day forward in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command every demon power they came in through the things they've confessed to leave now. In Jesus' name, I break the power of those words. I break demonic soul ties. I cut all ties. I break the power of those curses. Lord, I take every person who's listening in out of the prisons they've been put in, the prisons they put their self in. I break the prisons they put their family, their children, and their mates in in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I ask that the curse be reversed in every life. In Jesus' name. I break the power of fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, anxiety, tension, stress, nervousness, hatred, bitterness, resentment, anger, hostility, torment. I break the power of self-pity in the name of Jesus. I break the power of failure and poverty and sickness and death over every life in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to wait just a little bit. If anybody wants prayer, you can call in by calling 646-595-4784, and don't forget to press 1. And I hope you'll listen in the first and third Tuesdays of each month between 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, Abiding Life Ministries is in Lindale, Texas. Our address is Post Office Box 1141, Lindale, Texas, 75771. Uh, you can go to my website, jerrymcgee.com. That's G like George, E like Echo, R like Robert, I like ice cream, dot com. There's free things to print out, uh, free uh, articles to read. Uh, you can watch my son's testimony, Todd's Greatest Regret. It was made uh, 13 days before he died of AIDS in 1989, and that has gone worldwide on YouTube. You can also go to YouTube.com and pick up some other teachings you go on my website and get a lot of free teachings um if you'd like to give a gift if the ministry if the ministry has blessed you and you'd like to give a gift 
you can go on to jerrymcgee.com and there's a place where you can send a gift by PayPal. And also, I don't want to forget the precious lady that sponsors this program. Her name is Dorothy Carruthers. And you can send her a gift through PayPal by going to dchurchy1 at hotmail.com. And that's D for Dorothy and church, like church, and then put a Y on it, number one, at hotmail.com. Uh, I'll be at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp for a ladies' retreat that starts on uh, the 17th of February, and it goes to the 19th. And if you're interested in attending this ladies' retreat, there's uh, they have prayer, we have a prayer teams that pray for people, pray with deliverance. Uh, every morning from 6 o'clock to however late we have to stay. Um, but you can go to LakeHamiltonBibleCamp.com and get information. It begins on Friday at 5 o'clock on February the 17th. I'll be at the Spiritual Warfare Conference teaching there um, March uh, 16 through 18. And um, I have a Duncanville meeting that we meet the second Saturday of every month from 10 to 4, and it's in Duncanville, Texas. And if you go to my website, you can sign up for my email, and I'll send you flyers for all of these meetings if you're interested. And if you'd like to schedule a meeting in your area, you can email me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net, or you can just go on jerrymcgee.com, and there's a place where you can email me. And I appreciate you listening in. And I just want to say and before we Jerry, close. We, uh, Jerry, we do have a okay. caller with their hand up. Area okay. code 585, go ahead. Okay, hello. How can I be a blessing to you? Hello. Hello. Hi, um, I've been listening in. Thank you for taking my call. Um, what is your name? Say that again. Do you want to give your name? If you don't want to, you don't have to. Karen. Yep. Okay, Karen. And How can I be a blessing yep. to you? Um, I wanted to um, say that I did go to, I did attend Lake Hamilton Bible Camp for the first time during um, the um, family conference, June um, 30th, 2016. And that was a blessing right. to myself and my husband. And um, I hope you'll come back. I, I, I hope so too. Um, I'm calling because um, as you were um, talking about um, um, just things that, um, speaking things that I have spoken out of my mouth, um, um, curses that I have spoken over, and then um, things that I noticed, I mean, things that I've um, have curses or things, you know, negatively spoken over me. Um, and I wasn't quite sure. Um, I was kind of struggling, not struggling, but just wondering um, with um, my career. Um, I've been trying to advance my career, and it's kind of like I, I don't feel as though that um, I'm, it seems like I'm hitting a brick wall. And then I was like, is this something that I said, something that I did? Is this something where I don't need to? So I was kind of have um, areas of uncertainty. I know there's a lot of different things. I know mm-hmm. it's, two, it's two different things that I did just mention just now. But 
um, back to the teaching um, you were teaching tonight. Um, um, I thought about um, childhood. Um, I thought about my stepdad um, and some of the things that he has spoken over me, and they, in those words, did wound me. Um, mm-hmm. I have, for, you know, I, I have forgiven him. Um, but well, you have um, to, it, you have, mm-hmm. you know, generally, you, you know, we think we generally you're forgiven, but to get delivered or healed, it, you have to be specific of the words he said. You have to do, you have to forgive him for specific things. You know, in other words, make a list of everything he said or everything he said. Forgive him for, I forgive him for this, I forgive him for that, I forgive him for that, instead of bunching it all together and then break soul ties with him. You know, words, words, um, it's like God tells us to pull down, uproot, and pluck out those words because it's like, it's like our garden is full of thorns and thistles. The way we pull down, uproot, and pluck out is by repentance and asking God to forgive us, and then we pull down, uproot, and pluck it out. And then we, and then it goes on to say plant and rebuild, and the way we plant and rebuild is to speak the opposite of what the negative was, what God's word said. And if he spoke failure over you, that would cause there to be a failure. Besides, when we judge our parents, even step-parents, did he raise you from the time you were a little bitty girl? No, he did not. No. Um, um, actually, I was, out of the, I was out of the home when my mom married. So um, um, I, was an, I was an adult to answer your question. Oh, well, that's good. No, he didn't. Yeah. Um, so there is just some, yeah, I... Um, I, I thought about I thought about that. I thought about um when you were when when you were um when you were te- when you were teaching just now and you were talking about um you know you you were praying and saying that you know you're not a failure, you're not a failure. I I know when I've been in school and 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 now attending school as an adult. Um it seemed like there was such a struggle for me in school, and I say that because I'm not the typical was not was not getting A's, I should say, um, where I was like, oh, just made that C type, you know, or um, oh, got to repeat the course again type. Did your mother so, ever speak words over you like, you know, she can't learn, she has difficulty with this, difficulty with that? Um. I don't know. I can't recall if she said those words. Um, I do remember um, when I was young. She, I do remember. Um, she was, you know, she. I don't know if she was in conversation with me or conversation with someone. Um, she said, "Oh yeah, she always writes her name backwards." I don't know what that's all about. I thought she was going to be Alexis or something. Dyslexia, dyslexic or something. Your mother said that, and yeah, and um, she said, but well, she's not. Lord, she, I she, 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 mm-hmm. well, for Lord, I forgive her for that. Lord, I forgive my mom for um, saying she was for, afraid I'd be dyslexic. For saying that she was afraid that I would be dyslexic. I forgive Lord, my I just, mom. I break the power of those words and any spirit of dyslexia that came on her that would cause her to do things backwards or not 
be able to um, do it right. I just command any spirits to leave her from that. In Jesus' name, we break all soul ties with her mother in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just declare that she's got the mind of Christ, that she's an overcomer, um, that she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. She has the mind of Christ. Um, And, Lord, you will never fail her or forsake her in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. But examine that, you know, when parents, you know, there's something more powerful even when an authority figure speaks over their child. Because a little child thinks, well, you know, I didn't feel that way, but this big person I respect says I'm a liar. I must be one because as we think in our heart, so are we. But your mother never said you have problems learning or anything like that. What no, what, what, she, what is your no. career? Um, what a is, nurse. A nurse. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And so okay. I'm just, um, yeah, so I'm going um furthering um to advance my career um to complete my degree in nursing and so um I've been applying to a lot of nursing schools um uh-huh. I applied last I applied last year and um and I was I was denied by each each school each college that I applied so again, this year, um, I applied again, um, and so I, you know, in hopes to. Um, my my prayer kind of changed. It, it is more of Lord, I, I I I turn it over to you. What? Right, that's good. What do I you, just you know? This, Lord, whatever you, you want to do with it. Yeah, yeah, Lord, just do like Abraham did Isaac. Lord, if you want me to be a nurse, I ask you to open the door. But if not, Lord, I ask you never to let me be one and just leave it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But Satan, and, and then say, but Satan, you can't keep me from being a nurse if God wants me to be one. You see, that's the perfect love that casts out fear. You're saying, God, I trust you so much with my life and future that you know what I need. And you said that this is the confidence I can have towards you that mm-hmm. if I ask anything according to your will, you hear me. And if you hear me, I already have I, what I asked for. And, Lord, it's your will that you be glorified. So, Lord, if it would bring you greater glory and honor for me to be a nurse, then let me be a nurse. But, Lord, if it would not bring you greater glory and honor for me to be a nurse, then don't let me be one. And, but, devil, you can't stop me from being anything God wants me to be. And that kind of releases, it, 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 it's a way to giving up the idolatry of it. I, I do this in my life. I've done this so many times. You know, my grandson was going to go into the military after he got out of the University of Texas, and it grieved my heart. I was glad that he wanted to serve his country. That's honorable, but I knew there was a calling on his life. And I grieved about that for about two or three months. I grieved over that. And then one day I just said, "Well, Lord, if it would bring you greater glory and honor for him to be in go for him to go in the Marines, then I ask you, in the name of Jesus, to put him in the Marines. But if it wouldn't, Lord, I ask you to not let him be a Marine. But devil, you can't put him in the Marines, and you can't keep him out of the Marines. And you know, just a few months after that, I never prayed. I never never had another concern. I totally that was my way of releasing it to God because I live for God's glory." And just, I don't know how many months after that, he hurt his knee and that ended his military career. And now he's surrendered to preach. Because <laughs> I knew there was oh, wow. a calling on his life. 
Yeah, and and of course with the past administration we've had, you know they've passed so many rules that it, it would keep you really from being a minister that would really minister the gospel in the military. But now I'm sure that's going to change now that we have a new president, one that's very, um, uh, what's the word, very supportive of Christians and ministers and ministries. So bless the Lord for that. But um, And so I would just release that to the Lord. You know, Jesus said, if you give up your life, you find it. He's the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He, he leads me to green pastures, which is a place of provision. Leads me by still waters, which is a place of peace. He restores my soul. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I mean, he gives me everything, but we're always busy trying to tell the shepherd what it what uh, we want instead of following the shepherd. Mm-hmm. God knows for it. God says he knows the plans he has for you. They're for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's scheduled, according to Psalms 139, he's scheduled every day of your life before you were even born. So, Lord, you have a schedule. Can you pray that? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You want me to pray? Just give it. A, yeah. Just, just give it. Just do like Abraham did, Isaac. Lord, I take this whole thing of nursing up the mountain, just like Abraham took up Isaac. And Lord, I'll lead you if you want me to. And it, if it glorifies yes. you the most for me to be a nurse, Lord, then let me be a nurse. If it glorifies you the most, the most for me for me to be a nurse. To be a nurse. Let me be a nurse. Let me be a nurse. But Lord, if it wouldn't glorify you the most. But, Lord, if it would not glorify you the most. Don't let me be one. Don't let me be one. But, Satan, you can't make me one or keep me from being one. But, Satan, you cannot keep me from being one. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. when, When my father's sperm met my mother's egg, you knew exactly what you had here for me to do. Father, when my dad's sperm met my mom's egg, you knew exactly what you wanted me here to do. You have scheduled every day of my life. You have scheduled every day of my life. Before I was even born. Before I was even born. You know the plans you have for me. You know the plans you have for me. They're for good and not for evil. They're for good and not for evil. To give me a future and a hope. To give me a future and a hope. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. I'm not going to fret anymore. I'm not going to fret anymore, and I ask that you'll forgive me. Yeah, and I have the mind of Christ. Yes. And I have the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, that I can learn because you teach me everything I need to know. That I can learn because you teach me everything I need to know. You said I have no need of a teacher. You said I have no need of a teacher. Your anointing abides in me. Your anointing abides in me. And I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. That you're the good shepherd. That you are the good shepherd. And that you lead me where I'm supposed to go. And that you lead me where I'm supposed to go. 
Now, Lord, I ask you to open up a door for her, for Karen. If you want her to go into nursing, then I ask you to open all the doors. If not, Lord, slam them shut. And I thank you for it. She forgives her stepfather for his negative words. And we pull them down, uproot them, and pluck them out. Any words of failure, words of death, words of iniquity, break them and pull them out. We break the power of the words her mother spoke over her. Every spirit that would defeat her or cause her to fail or block her, pull a wall up. Lord, you said through you we can do valiantly. She can run upon a troop and leap over a wall. And I take down those walls that have blocked her in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I pray a hedge of protection around her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Jesus. Hope to Amen. see you at Lake Hamilton. Thank you. I hope to be there too. Thank you so much, okay. Jerry. God bless you. Love you. God bless you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Is there anyone Bye-bye. else? If there's anyone else that wants prayer, give us a call. So we just thank you, Lord, for for this day, for what you've done in people's lives. Thank you, Lord, to. Stick it in their hearts in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, teach us to guard our mouths, to take our thoughts captive. Lord, I pray that for myself, too. I want to be a person that blesses every person that I meet in the name of Jesus. Now, I say to all of you who are listening in, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he make his face shine upon you and give you even greater peace in Jesus' name.